and welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm your other host, Lauren. This is a podcast where we talk about what it looks like to flourish as we live out our purpose in the day-to-day. The mundane. The good. The bad. The ugly. And laughing while we do it. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Jane. Hello, Lauren Elise. How are you doing today? Doing well. Excited to be here. Feeling better? Feeling better. Feeling better. Our first podcast where we're not dying in a couple podcasts at least. Yeah. Yep. So you guys are hearing our real voices again for the first time. Dun, 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 dun. Um, today we have a special guest, Brooke Allen, on today. And Brooke, um, although she's a dear friend of both of us, she also is the operations director at Sparrow Missions, which is um, a, an, organization. an organization that Land Roses works personally with. We get to go down there to Honduras, is where it's based, um, every year and just lead a women's retreat there. But Brooke is just a good friend in general to both Kelsey and I and a mm-hmm. lot of the women here at Land Roses. And so we are just honored to just have her on. And she's going to be talking about uh, like Sparrow and her journey to get there and what that has meant for her as a woman in ministry and just... Sparrow's journey in general, yeah. and we're so excited. But before we dive in, Brooke, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> we do our love it or leave it. And so obviously it's fitting we have to do our love it or leave it this week. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, would you like to start us off this week? Yes. I am loving my garage because oh. I've never had one before. And um, it's starting to get cold. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I hate dew, but even more than dew, I hate frost because I never plan enough time in the morning for frost. Yes. And so this is the first year where I've just like been so so blessed to have my car inside. What about you? Um, I'm loving deals right now because, you know, (laughs) that time of year, almost Christmas time, shopping last minute, getting the stuff done. The deals this year that I have found for my... Presents that I'm giving and some myself, I would say, <laughs> some gifts of myself have Jeez, been sorry. delightful, yeah. you know, and that is my win because I'm all about saving money, but not like buying cheap things that people are going to throw away. I yep. want to buy them a good gift, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my love it is the deals this year, period. Mm. Oh, what about uh, you, bro? My love it right now is my heating pad. Oh, yes. yes. The heating pad. Just plug it in. I've been using it in my bed while I wash my face. Turn it mm-hmm. on so whenever I go to lay down, it's nice and warm, especially because it's cold out. Mm-hmm. You're, like not, you're not shivering whenever you get it. Oh. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. It keeps you nice and toasty. See, I'm a freak, and I like getting in when it's cold. I do the same thing every night, which brings me to my leave it. Now that you said that, I got a new heating pad, and it wraps around me. Because like, I thought like that, that would be better. Yeah, you strap it around. Oh, yes. But the straps are so big that it, like, just doesn't get a tight, like, mm-hmm. and I just prefer the flat one more. But my flat one that I had is, like, it's well-loved, and I need a new one. But I just bought this one, so it's like I can't justify getting another mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong you with it, but I don't like it. that one. Yeah. And then ask for a new heating bath for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> just dropping a little hit. Um, my leave it is Leftovers. Um, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Like, I'm very thankful that we have a lot of food, um, from the holidays leftover, but I truly don't like eating leftovers. I can only eat it like the day after. And that's my leave it because I just wish we had more people to give leftovers to, but it's just the two of us. 
You know, I'm going to try really hard to leave my Diet Coke addiction. That's a big deal for you. Because I really need to stop drinking Diet Coke, but I just can't because I just love it so much. Mm -hmm. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) Only large Diet Cokes forever. But I'm going to try and leave it. It's your New Year's resolution. Yeah, that's what I want to do is leave it in 2023 and maybe just have one a month. Well. I support you and your LDC leading. Yes. Anywho, we're so flipping excited that you're here. Oh, and just excited you. just to hear about your Sparrow kind of journey and um, how Sparrow Motions have grown, how you have grown um, in the mm-hmm. past. How long have you been there now? I have served with the organization for almost 10 years. Okay. In 2024, it will be 10 years. And then I have been on staff full time for six years. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. So that kind of leads us into our first question, which is how did you find out about Sparrow? What is Sparrow Missions? Yeah. So we are a missions organization and our mission and vision is to see those um, forgotten by the world, discipled, developed, and educated um, to break the cycle of poverty in this generation. So um, we're found on Luke 12.6, or not to spare a soul for a penny, but not forgotten by God. Um, Our boss, Justin and Ashley, in 2009 decided hey, like we are going to move to Honduras. They had no plans on what to do, and they just moved there. And they served in San Pedro Sula, Honduras, starting in this area called Los Bordos. It's now Rancho Bonito, so that means like beautiful ranch. And we started with a women's discipleship class, which is crazy because mm-hmm. Land of Roses, women. Uh, so we started with women. That's not the only thing that we do, but we started with a women's discipleship class that led into children's classes, and then from there, Moms wanted their kids to know how to read, so we sent kids to public school and eventually opened up our own school. So we start start out with discipleship. We like to say we kind of did it backwards, and so we start with discipleship, and now we are like more evolved into church planning, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So we just expanded to Thailand in 2022, so we've been there for one whole year in 2023, and we just had a family join us in Peru to do church mm-hmm. planning as well. So... We're growing, and we've grown a lot in the past, I don't know, 13 years. Wow. So how did you specifically find out about Sparrow, and what got you involved into this ministry? Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school, and I was playing church league basketball. I'm not very athletic, but I will say I was the best one on the team. Wow. And my, our founder, Justin, was my basketball coach and said, hey, like, come with me and Ash on a mission trip, a Christmas trip. I was like, sure, I'll go. So I went on a trip. Fell in love with the country, with the people, um, with the vision and mission of Sparrow, which is very different. A lot of short-term teams, you leave and there's no continuation of what happened. But our whole goal as an organization is short-term missions fulfill our long-term ministry. So I saw that. It was very different. So from high school, I just kept going on short-term teams every single year, probably, for like two or three years. I joined summer staff, which is an opportunity where I got to serve our teams and all the teams that came throughout the summer. And I did that for about four or five years, Graduate was about to graduate college and was kind of in the space of, well, I love missions. I love Honduras. I love the people there. But do I really feel called to be in ministry as a missionary on the ground in Honduras? So from there, I started praying about, like, what do you want me to do, Lord? And he said, I don't know that you're supposed to, like, live in Honduras, which was crazy because I think missions and you think Mm -hmm. you're out of the country. 
And mm-hmm. Justin called and said, would you be willing to be our director of operations? I said, sure. <laughs> I didn't even ask any other questions. I just kind of said, yeah, I would, I would love that right in the moment. Like I was, we're at a hotel working and he called and I took the call. He's like, you want to work for us? And I said, yeah. And from there, I've just been serving as the director of operations and getting to do a lot of different roles. Mm-hmm. That's wow. really cool. I feel like that's, it's always so interesting for me to hear like how people get into full-time ministry um, as an occupation. Mm-hmm. Like we're obviously, we're all in ministry like we're all called to the great commission of sharing and making disciples um but like as an occupation and i i love that hearing just like your story of how like it didn't really matter what you did like you didn't ask any questions about what it was you were just like yeah i'm gonna do it like i and that's so like so many people are like oh do you feel called to this or like that question is so hot button and I feel like Christian world or Christian lingo and I think that that's like such a perfect illustration of what that means is it's like you know that you're gonna that you're supposed to do it and you mm-hmm. don't have to know all the details but you just went forward and yeah. I think that that's really cool. So with your um, director of operations title what all does this like consist of like because technically you are doing missions work it just doesn't look exactly and I feel like Kelsey and I can totally like relate to this because at Later Roses like we're not like the ones going out and discipling a bunch of women all the time we're right. doing the backbone admin administrative operation stuff as well so like we totally relate so what does that look like for you in missions like as a missionary in that realm of things, what do you do with that? Yeah, so where I got to serve on summer staff with Sparrow for four or five years, it was a great time. And I got to serve our short-term missionaries, so that's the people that come throughout the summer, throughout the year, on short-term teams. And so as I stepped into the role of director of operations, I really got to pour into not only our short-term missionaries, all the time, but also our long-term missionaries. So I get to um, equip and um, lift up all of our team that's on the ground in these different countries working in Honduras and Thailand and Peru. I just get to be their support system. So for me, it wasn't, in my head, I thought like I have to be on the ground to like be a missionary. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we don't think about the people that are supporting our missionaries that make the make the help them get paid you know like help Mm -hmm. them fundraise and do different things like that so my job is a lot more behind the scenes a lot more logistical and really just supporting our staff any way that they need and that can look like mailing out stuff or it can look like planning a short-term mission team or it can look like sending a profit and loss report to someone Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's very different a lot of um, finances which was not my best in college like (laughs) I did not do good in accounting but somehow the Lord blessed me with YouTube and QuickBooks (laughs) and I do a lot of um, finances and accounting um, which the Lord has really strengthened in me and which is crazy because I'm not a math person or (laughs) a finance person but it's been cool just to see I think that that that's so cool too because it's like where you're like God equips us like, and now not only are you good at those things, which you would have said was potentially like a weakness because you said you weren't good at accounting in college, but like now you teach me specifically stuff like that all the time and like notice those details. And so it's like, you've almost become like what was hard. You've now, in my opinion, at least become like an mm-hmm. expert in that. And mm-hmm. I think that that's so cool to watch yeah. and 
I'm thankful for it because yeah. you saved me a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah. I don't like finances either. Like, no, it's so stressful. It's so hard, and when I miss it, like Brooke is always like the person I'm like. I call her and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Help me. Brooke is also notorious. I want to brag on you for a second. She knows like how to do it. Like she knows the answer to almost everything. Like, mm-hmm. like it's so weird. Like even if like you have no, you're like, hold on one second. And then you'll be an expert about it in like five seconds. Yeah. Like you just have this gift from the Lord that you can retain information so quickly. And then you remember it for the rest yeah. of your life. Growing up, my dad was like, do you really know these answers? I'm like, no, but like, if I just say it, like I know it, people believe me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just have learned a lot in, in this and that's nonprofit why you, world. That's why you succeeded at your job. I've been yeah. able to help other nonprofits like get started, like yeah. how to set up their finances or how to like fundraise, all these yeah. things. So it's been cool to like not only see our mm-hmm. mission succeed, but also help other people so how often do you get the opportunity to go because you're based here in the states and the rest of your team most of your team is still in honduras serving on the grounds there so how often do you get to go and be with the people in honduras whether they're missionaries or just the people that you serve yeah so my role obviously where i go now is a lot different than what it looked like um years ago mm-hmm. i used to go and serve mainly our short-term teams but now like i said i get to serve our long-term missionaries and and our staff. So Sparrow is made up of um, a few American missionaries. I think we have five missionary families on staff with us currently. And we have almost 40 um, Honduran nationals on staff. So mm-hmm. when I get to go, so I go, try and go about every quarter. So about four times a year, three or four times a year. And um, even if it's just for a week or three or four days, I just get to spend time with our staff and really just checking in, seeing how it goes, um, gets updates for our ministry, but I get to go and be involved in that aspect, which is always so fun. Um, some of my best friends live in Honduras, so it's great to go and connect with them and encourage them and what they're doing. And they also encourage me, but yeah, so three mm-hmm. or four times a year I get That's to go, awesome. which is fun. Yeah. And you get to see how it changes in the small three months or four months of your family. Yeah, it changes quite often. So what do you think the Lord has taught you in this season of working with Sparrow and being involved and just seeing it in different, you know, seasons of Sparrow's life as well as seasons of your life? What has the Lord taught you in those times? Yeah, the Lord has taught me patience and that we don't have everything figured out. Um, We had a big growth spurt probably three-ish years ago, maybe four. Four is right before COVID. We had a really big growth spurt. And we had no clue. I f- we felt like we didn't know what we were doing, but the Lord obviously had a plan for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved our school to a bigger campus, and we weren't sure if we logistically were going to get to stay there forever. And so just being patient in that, and the Lord like blessed us with this beautiful property in the middle of a, of a neighborhood with a campus that houses 200 students um, every day for class. And so being patient in the waiting or the unknown has been something that I've really learned. That we don't have to have it figured out. And if we just step forward and it's in faith, the Lord's going to catch us. And we're just going to keep going Mm -hmm. until he says, okay, this is it. But Mm -hmm. being able to have trust in him that Mm -hmm. it's not us that's behind the organization, it's him. And this is all for him. It's It's not about Sparrow. It's not about our employees. It's not about our staff. It's about those people like coming to know the Lord yeah. and actually hearing the gospel and mm-hmm. believing it in their hearts. 
Mm. I love that. Mm. I feel like that's so true for so many ministries as well. Mm. Like, especially being behind the scenes, like you can't get caught up in, you know, the logistics of it all. We were just talking about this this morning, but like, you know, you're looking at the numbers, you're looking, you're like, some things just don't add up all the time. But you just <laughs> have to trust, like, the Lord's provision is. If he's still calling you to do it, then in Collinsboro to keep moving forward, he's going to provide for you. And yeah. yeah, that's so true. I love that about like, the. it's like almost like the next step. Like sometimes he only reveals the mm-hmm. next step. Yeah. And I love your like encouragement of like, sometimes you just have to start in faith and yeah. Yeah. trust him with the rest. Like he's in charge of the growth. Like mm-hmm. and whatever, he's also in charge of what growth means for mm-hmm. that. Exactly. I feel like that's another thing that we've yeah. talked about a lot, like with Lane of Roses too. It, is, it looks different. And so we have grown as an organization. We're not just in Honduras anymore. Yeah. We're in Thailand. We just added a family in Peru, and it looks different. Like, our growth in Thailand is going to – I feel like it's not as – it's not as fast. There's one less than 1% Christians, so that's hard, right? Yeah. Like, very few people have heard the gospel, but there's kids coming to kids' class, and they're, like, singing praise and worship songs in Thai, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, like – the Lord is like just being like sung out over these villages, but it's very slow there. Whereas in Honduras, it's very fast paced. In Peru, they already were kind of established and they're moving forward with an international church there that's amazing. So just seeing like God's timing in mm-hmm. every single place is different. And it's okay that they're all different. It doesn't yeah. always have to look the same. Yeah. Mm. I love that. That's a good word. Um, I just touched on this mm-hmm. a little bit um, of like, how does your dream or like the dreams that you've had with Sparrow or in your job or personally, like, um, how does it look different than you thought? Because, and just kind of like giving background with this question for the listeners too, like so many times we pray for something and we pray for it and the Lord answers us, but it doesn't look like what we thought mm-hmm. or we have to pivot along mm-hmm. the way. So kind of just getting at like, how, how is it different than what you thought or like, um, yeah, I can't think of a better way of wording that, but yeah, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, I'll bring it back to our, our newest like area, like Thailand. So when our executive director, Justin, came to me and said, I feel really called to move to Thailand, I was like, of course. Like, this is not something new to me. I remember years ago he sat down and said, what do you think if we sent people on mission trips to Thailand? Probably like eight or nine years ago. I was like, that sounds great. So when he brought it up, I wasn't shocked that the Lord had spoken that to him and that that was probably our next step but I think in our minds initially we thought okay it's going to be like Honduras we're going to go we don't really know what to expect the Lord's going to guide it but I think in our minds we thought it's going to be faster faster pace we're going to have more growth we're going to do more kids classes we're going to do this but I really think the Lord has stripped it back and he said in my timing I'll make this right like so we have like slowed down we partnered with the pastor there and in a community, very it's very similar to Honduras, but a lot slower pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like I said, it's just those differences, okay, they're not the same. The Lord's still working mm-hmm. in that area. It's just slower. Mm-hmm. And it's like slow and steady. And, yeah. some, and like I think sometimes we get slow mixed up with not excelling. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like because it's going slow, that means it's not doing well. And I've had to rewire my brain a lot to remind myself like mm-hmm. slow does not mean bad failure or failure yeah. in any yeah. way. And just allowing God to like sit in those slow times and um, kind of what me and Brooke are in the same small group at church and kind of what we were talking about last night in our small group, just sitting in those times of just like, stillness and just like 
praising the Lord for even though we're it may be going slow that we're still moving yeah and that we're still moving forward and I just think that's so beautiful to think about like mm-hmm. just like sitting in the stillness and realizing it's not it's still good exactly even when it's slow and like the Lord plants seeds and he says like he's not gonna leave them unwatered yeah so yeah. if it if it takes years months like yeah Decades? I don't know. We'll be old then. Maybe. Maybe we'll still be doing this, right? Time of life, but it'll be different. But yeah. the Lord, I know that like Christians will, there will be people in Thailand mm-hmm. that are Christians that will be on our staff that we're going to get to support. And it's okay if it doesn't happen this year or next year, but they're going to be it'll there. Come. It'll come. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, that reminds me, and I feel like I brought this up, the scripture up recently on the podcast, um, but... Um, Zechariah 4.10 says, Don't despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. But mm-hmm. it's like, like you said, he's going to water it. Like, he rejoices in building it mm-hmm. um, and creating. And and kind of going off of that, what is a scripture that you have found yourself keep coming back to, like, just to meditate on or in this time that you've been working in Sparrow, what's a scripture that has just constantly been brought up to your life? Yeah, so the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. Um, the verse specifically, the one that, like, give us our daily bread. A lot of times we ask, a lot of the times I feel like I'm asking the Lord, like, Lord, like, give me, like, help me tomorrow, like, help me next week, help me next month. Whereas, like, I need to be saying, like, Lord, give me enough for today. Mm-hmm. Like, allow mm-hmm. me to, like, be sustained today. That way tomorrow I can, like, press forward. Like, don't mm-hmm. let tomorrow be today's worry you know and that the only thing I need is like enough for today because Mm -hmm. he's always going to provide every single day so that's something that I keep always come back to is we just need enough for today to keep pressing forward Mm -hmm. I love that the Lord's prayer does it again (laughs) does it again (laughs) let it not become overrated or overheard because it's just as powerful as the first time you heard it yeah um so if you had any advice for someone who's walking in a similar path or journey or job to you, like what, what advice would you give them? The missions look different. So if you are questioning like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Like ask the Lord to just prepare your heart for that day. Um, and press forward, right? Like missions looks different in every aspect, whether you're a nurse or a teacher mm-hmm. or you feel called to ministry, but you don't even know if you want to leave the country, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to look for organizations in the U.S. to serve with. And that's something I think is so daunting for a lot of people. And I don't think a lot of people grasp that concept. So mm-hmm. like even my family um, and my in-laws are like, what I don't think that my father-in-law thinks that I have a real job. Um, He is constantly, what's Brooke doing today? Or what did Brooke do, you know? So just know that, like, missions is just as important here in the U.S. as it is internationally. So if you're looking to, like, step into that, find an organization here Mm -hmm. that you can serve with. And then plug in and just see how you can help. We always need help. And... It's a good way to get your foot in the door. Yeah. And short, short-term missions change lives. So I always say, if you haven't been on a short-term team, you should go on one. I'm because it's the best place to do it. Yeah, literally, this is not a plug, but... It is a plug. <laughs> we will plug. <laughs> if you ever, can be the bystander. If you ever want to come serve, like we... I, not just saying this because I work for Sparrow, but 
I think that we do missions really well. You do. And, and you do it different than a lot it, of things we that do a lot I've differently. seen. Yeah. I, it's like you can see the fruit of, like, it's not just people come and they leave things unfinished. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not just people coming in. It's like you're empowering the people who are there. Like, how many people did you say They're that like you have? 45 to 50 Honduran okay. staff. So what started yeah. with short-term missions and people coming and going, yeah. like, you guys have done it to where there's people there who are, like, just even Los Bordos to Rancho Benito. Like, mm-hmm. I went with Sparrow, like, what, 2018? Yeah, yeah. And so it's been a long time, and at that point, it was still being called Los Bordos. At least yeah. that's what how I was taught it. And so it's just so cool to see and to get to hear updates about, like, people who I just met for the first time that started serving, yeah. you know, as Hondurans in their own country to now they're on staff and they've gone on mission or they've started a church and stuff like it's yeah. so cool and I've never I've done a lot of short-term yeah. missions and I've never been um a part of an organization yeah. quite like that I think um as well like part of my life and I think I've talked about this on the podcast was my family was missionaries for two full years in Guatemala and we lived there for two years and we had we brought teams exactly what Brooke does for Sparrow brings teams short-term missionaries for almost every week of the year we had teams at one point and seeing how it can be overwhelming and a lot but like getting to be from a missionary's perspective like a person that's sitting there on the grounds um bringing teams in and knowing that the work that you're doing is fruitful and it's like leaving an everlasting impact is something like is so important because so many times it can be not and it can just be like some small like thing that you're doing and it's just like okay moving on next and what I see with Sparrow is just that like you're pouring in they are pouring in constantly to the community and the community is getting taught and then that community pours into their other people that and it's just mm-hmm. like this everlasting just like this spiral true multiplication yes that, and the Bible talks about it's beautiful and like when I went for the like two years ago with Honduras I mean to Honduras I was just blown away I was like this is the most mm-hmm. beautiful yes. way to share like the most perfect way of sharing the gospel I've ever seen and just like how everyone there the Honduran people the people the missionaries from America that are there like how they just love their community so well and how when you go there you just fall in love with how they love the Lord um, and how they teach people about the Lord it is just such a beautiful way and I just love getting to support them the children there and then I love that Lena Rose has gotten partner with you guys and we've gotten yeah. to lead a women's um Two years in a row, we've gotten to lead a women's retreat there and get to teach just the women about, you know, what it is to have that relationship with God and empowering them to grow closer and lead Bible studies in their community, and um, which is very hard sometimes in that culture to be able to step up as a woman in that way and just, like, getting to empower them. And that is just, it was just so, they empowered me. I was like, oh, my gosh, I just want to come home and continue yeah. to do this here in America. And just, anyway, it yeah. was just, it's just... Oh, this beautiful yeah. sparrow is just a in wonderful summary, we love sparrow yeah. in and summary. you should too <laughs> yeah thank you for those kind words yes. but like it all starts with the discipleship it right does. so our whole philosophy is that without discipleship like there's no there's no real like relationship right like mm. we have to have discipleship and be in community and then that grows so yeah. all of our it's not just you're going and meeting someone like you are building relationships and like that's how we work like we want to partner with our team there we want our short-term teams to partner and we want disciples to be made and that is like our whole goal so Mm. it's all about discipleship 
So what are some ways, kind of going off of that, that as a community, as people who want to come along and support you, support Sparrow, what can we do to help you guys with that? Um, or how can we make you just seen, be seen and loved in like the day-to-day things? I would say pray for our team. Mm-hmm. That is probably the biggest. Um, I know that our Thailand team, very small, it's a family, and our Thailand pastor and his family, Pastor Eck, and I know they feel isolated a lot, right? So mm-hmm. we have a huge team in Honduras, amazing, right? Believing that they left Honduras to go to Thailand, which I said was already going so slow. So pray for our Thailand team and pray that they are just sustained through the monotony of Thai classes. Like, I know my boss takes a Thai class maybe two or three times a day. I don't know. It's just a very hard language. So, like, pray mm-hmm. for them because they want to be able to speak the heart language of the people in the village. Mm-hmm. And so... Pray for our Thailand team and just their, I don't know, what do you mm. call it, but... Stamina. Stamina, yeah, that, yeah. that they don't get weary and that mm. they feel supported by, like, me and our Honduran team as well and our Peru mm. team. So mm. I would say that. Pray for us. Pray for our Honduran team. Like, we, the majority of our team is Hondurans, and so just pray for their communities that they continue to change it. So mm. I would say prayer. Just pray for us. Pray for what we're doing the the Lord continue to guide us. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I love that. Well, how can people connect with you, Brooke, if they want to know more about Sparrow or just in general, they want to follow just your life because you're amazing. How can people connect with you? Yeah, you can connect with us at Sparrow Missions on all social media platforms except for X. We don't really have Twitter (laughs) anymore or X, but you can follow us on um, Instagram and Facebook at Sparrow Missions and then you can also follow me, Brooke Allen, or Brooke Allen Travel, if you'd like to do any destination hopping. <laughs> um, She's a travel agent on the side. On the side, right? <laughs> um, you know, ministry. Yeah. Sometimes you have to have a side gig. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but, yeah, just stay connected if you want to hear more updates about what's going on. And if you want to bring your team, if, you, if you're hearing yeah. this and you're like, Heck yeah, I we're looking for a place to partner, people to partner place with. Place to serve. Um, yeah. They're almost booked for 2024, I feel like. Yes. So you may have to try again in 2025. <laughs> yeah, but, but we'll find a place for We you. will have spots open for Lena Broses. Yeah. Right? Yes, we oh will have gosh, some. Yeah. If you yes. want to come with Lena Broses. If you are a woman and you want to come serve. Um, reach yeah. out on our website. Yeah, Lena yeah. Broses is bringing a team this year. But if you, we will July. find a place for you to serve. And don't hesitate to reach out. I yeah. will find somewhere for you to serve if you mm-hmm. feel called to come i will get you connected thank you thank you so much we're so excited to share about sparrow and just so thankful for the ways that you pour into us and just the blessing that you are to our lives and we knew that you would be for our listeners as well yes oh thank you oh you're welcome (laughs) okay well um you know where to find us at the flourish pod on instagram um and you know like subscribe download all the good stuff leave a review leave a review we also have this little q a thing on spotify now so if you want to ask us a question that would type us great joy i would love to answer a question (laughs) (laughs) so ask us a question maybe we'll answer it live here on the podcast (laughs) um okay guys well we love you all and we will talk to you all later talk to you soon bye Thank you for listening to The Flourish Podcast with Kelsey Durenberg and Lauren Burgess. The Flourish Podcast is a production of Lane of Roses. To learn more, go to www.laneofroses.com.